G'day there, welcome back to Convergently Speaking. Today what I want to talk about on the podcast is when smart people are dumb. Now this is actually language I don't like to use. The way I think about things, I don't tend to use labels. I don't tend to label people as dumb or stupid or or whatever. But the reason that I've, I've framed it in this way is that for quite a long time, I would chat and interact with people, often online, Um, Friends of mine that I knew to be uh, very, very bright, very smart, and they would act in ways that seemed dumb. And I knew they weren't dumb, but it was sort of like A plus B plus C equals this really weird outcome which makes this person uh, appear dumb. The archetypal example for me of this was a conversation I had with a friend quite some years back online. There was actually a number of people contributing to the conversation and we're talking about a scientific concept and there were a few people on there that were disagreeing with me. No one was being super belligerent or rude but there was definitely a continuum of let's say, sincere good faith discussion to sort of a very low buy-in and, and borderline rude. Anyway, this one friend who, who's, who's just a lovely human being popped up and I'd been asking for or I'd been claiming that there was no science on a certain niche thing that we were discussing. Uh, and this person popped up and said something to the effect of here is your non-existent scientific study. So what he was saying was that he'd found a study on this specific issue that I claimed there was no study about. My response to seeing this was one of, oh crap, I'm not very good at reading scientific studies. I know that I have a lot of detail on the big picture. I know that I reference people that do know what they're talking about, but in terms of actually specifically and painstakingly digging into the science, I knew I'd never had much success on that front and and I know that you know my particular personality struggles. But anyway, I thought I'd give it a go. So I clicked on the link of the study and reading the the title, it did appear this was a study about the topic I claimed didn't exist. However, as I started to read the abstract, it quickly became apparent to me that what this study claimed to be about based on the title was not what it was actually about. It was literally a clickbait study or I mean it was a real study but the way it was framed on this site uh, was very very misleading. For the privacy of the person I don't want to go into too much detail about their background but they're a smart, educated and you know, for all intents and purposes, successful person. Uh, And I maintain to this day that they would have infinitely more capacity, ability and skill than I would to plough through this study. So what was going on here? 
I mean, it was abundantly obvious that this person had not actually read the study. Through whatever method, Google or some other process, they'd quickly found this study which confirmed the conclusion that they already held. What I want to zoom in on and why I've told this story is to explain something that I've come to understand about human beings and how our minds and our emotions work and interact with one another. One of my absolutely favorite authors is a man called Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T. And he's a moral psychologist and I just absolutely love his, his work, his insights and also the way in which he presents his information. He does it in a very inquisitive and humble way. I've got this quote here from him which I think sums this up really nicely. Jonathan says, Human rationality depends critically on sophisticated emotionality. It is only because our emotional brain works so well that our reasoning can work at all. And what I've come to realize through this particular example, but through a number of other examples and, and also just stuff I've read, all of us have the capacity to be dumb or, or stupid or whatever terrible derogatory label we, we tend to use in society. And what I've observed, often interacting with the smartest people in my life, is that whilst they can be, in one moment, just enormously uh, smart and, and rational and analytical and really get into the complexities and nuances of a situation, when they get emotionally triggered or when there's a, a topic that's emotionally laden for them, there seems to be a greater capacity to sort of miss that cue, let's say. Uh, because they are so smart, and I say they, I, I, think, I think we're all smart and do this in different ways, but traditionally smart analytical intellect that you might see in you know, a lawyer or an accountant or an engineer, these kind of careers, then ends up being applied to confirm perspectives which have been reached through an emotional mechanism. And let me be abundantly clear, we all do this. We all come to conclusions based on emotion. This is something that Jonathan Hyde actually speaks to quite a bit and I plan down the track to go deeper into some of his ideas. I think it's Jonathan Hyde or maybe someone else's work that I've engaged with uh, that talk about this as post-hoc rationalization. So what I've observed, and I think the smarter and more analytical that a person is, uh, and I have a fair bit of this in myself too, the greater capacity for tricking or let's say pulling the wool of our, over our own eyes we are. This intellect can be applied to do really great things in the world and make a difference and make a change and create and invent and problem solve. Uh, but it can also be uh, wonderfully used as a defense mechanism to protect and defend ourselves from having to consider and look at and process new ideas. And the other thing that I think is going on here and that I've observed 
is what I talked about previously. It's the idea of the cost of specialization. Something that Caitlin and I have been talking about a lot lately is this idea that the strengths in our personality, whilst they are a gift and whilst they are a blessing, as Dave and Shan from Objective Personality say, they're also an addiction. We actually get addicted to the things that we're really, really good at. Uh, and we just compulsively want to put ourselves in spaces where we can use those strengths. And on the flip side, we neglect a bunch of other parts of ourselves that we actually should be not ignoring and growing. And I think this is the other part that plays into why at times really, really smart people can look not smart. If you pick a career that's really analytical in nature and then you smash away for 20 years at that career and you achieve great success and are really good in your field, the very nature of this specialization means that you've neglected some things. Now, we're all different and so I can't you know, I'm not going to make a blanket statement about everyone, but what I've often seen is when people develop their intellectual faculties, they actually neglect their emotional faculties. When people focus on being smart, they often are not focusing on being emotionally intelligent. So my evolving belief is if you're wanting to have balance and be an integrated person and live a holistic life, uh, this is actually not not the way to do it. Having just had Dario Nardi on the podcast uh, the last couple of episodes, he's just such a uh, brilliant example of what I'm talking about here. Someone who has developed his intellectuality but not at the expense of emotional development. Now I'd have to hear from him, but from what I've perceived, he maybe started with a lot of the intellectual stuff and now later in life is starting to integrate the emotional. And so I think to be a broadly healthy, but even to be a broadly rational person, we actually need to be an emotional person too. We actually need to acknowledge and own and integrate our emotionality. On the flip side, some of the smartest people I've, I've known or some of the most, let's say, insightful and fascinating insights I've, I've heard from people are some of those that I wouldn't have expected to be traditionally smart, who exist kind of at the other end of the spectrum where they focus more on their emotional world because they've integrated that emotionality, they don't pretend it's not there, at times they have this beautiful access to succinct reason and logic and insight and that kind of thing. So yeah, those are my few thoughts there. I'm not wanting to stereotype and put everyone in a box, but this for me was kind of a a question I, I, for many years was trying to understand what is going on here with the lack of consistency of intellect with some people and I could never reconcile or understand why at times they just seemed so crazy so dumb so stupid 
when I had absolute certainty that they, of course, were not dumb, what what was it? So for all of you out there that are more on the emotional side of the spectrum or more focused on the, the people nature of, of life and maybe feel a bit dumb or feel a bit uh, intimidated by the more academic or intelligent stuff, while you maybe don't know all the fancy complex jargon, I, I just, I suppose I want to offer encouragement that that is a gift and that developing one's emotional intelligence is actually vital to being a, a balanced and reasonable and even rational thinking person. And that's it from me today. Hope you're doing well. And I will talk to you very soon on the Convergently Speaking podcast.